Welcome to Groovy Outdoors, where everything is always groovy, with host Kevin Lee McIver. Yeah, hi, this is your host, Kevin McIver, and today I have with me my special guest, Amy Terrio. Today we're going to be talking about everything outdoors in southeast Alaska, to include hiking, cabins, and camping, Juneau area. Welcome, Amy. Thanks for having me. A little bit about why you like Treadwell so much. Um... I think it's awesome. I think it's, um, it's historic. It's a great location. It's the site of the old uh, Treadwell Mine area. The city and borough of Juneau has uh, uh, put in a very neat uh, trail system down there. But actually, the Treadwell Mine Trail is really on Douglas Island. Correct, yes. And uh, Douglas Island is right across the Gastineau Channel from uh, from the mainland from Juneau. And uh, anyway, it's really cool. It's historic. It's beautiful with some old... Uh, ruins down there from uh, what's left over from the mine. So the Treadwell Trail is right across from Thane. You can see Thane across the channel. Um, And there is a um, marina area for boats, and um, that's the site of the Treadwell Ice Rink also. So there's a lot of activities going on. During the summer, there are often festivals or parties of various sorts there. Um, Sandy Beach is an area where a lot of people take their dogs and their families and everyone runs around and has a really great time. It's the only beach area that's sand in the Juneau area, so it's a great place for um, campfires and for picnicking. And then the actual Treadwell Trail area has a number of different sites that are numbered. And so when you walk through the trail, you can see the superintendent's house area where that used to be. Tennis courts. There are some ruins. Yeah, tennis courts are, uh, were there. And the city uh, and uh, Trail Mix and some other, I think, uh, organizations just recently upgraded the kiosk. So you can actually stop and see um, what the what the area looked like with historic photos mm-hmm. dating back to from the late 1880s to about 1916, uh, 17, I think. One of the neatest things, I think, is the stamp machine. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it's uh, the, the, where the stamp and what it did was they put the ore in there and these big presses almost, if you will, would slam down on those. And they said you could hear those 24-7 throughout, uh, throughout the area, probably echoed up and down the valleys and, uh, and stuff from all the gold mines. So if you continue down to the end of the Treadwell Trail, um, you can actually go farther. It, it um, I believe, is some parts of private property, but there's a trail that goes all the way down to the um, zip line. Yeah, the Juno's uh, zip line is down there, and uh, so a lot of a lot of tourists to come in. They're going to come down and go to the zip line and do some uh, a lot of the, the the very cool activities where they can uh, you know ride the zip line down and come, crosses right over the edge of the old uh, Treadwell, one of the piers down there, right near it. So it's it's pretty pretty cool. And they, of course they take photos and things like that. But it's uh, I love that uh, hike. And uh, another one I really like is uh, is perseverance. Why do you like perseverance? Well, it's uh, you know you have a rapid climb. As soon as you get up, uh, you're you're overlooking the uh, the uh, old gold mining area. Uh, you can see waterfalls, you can see mudslides, and uh, avalanche areas from the trail system. In fact, uh, if you remember when we first hiked that one, uh, as soon as we got up there, there was a, a couple coming down that had a dog, and their dog alerted on a bear. And we looked over the edge of the trail, which is very steep, and right there was a was a good-sized black bear, probably 20 yards. So you cross through a lot of different terrain. It's historic. It's really beautiful. Tell me a little bit about the history of the Perseverance Trail, because that's another really neat story. The Perseverance Trail was the first 
one of the first roads in the area where cars actually traveled on to go back. Oh, yeah. And you, you, when you get up there, they have kiosks that show these 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 treacherous roads. I mean, it's right right down the cliff. I mean, it goes right over the edge. Here's here's photos of them driving the first road, which is the first state road, I believe. And uh, anyway, it was uh, it's treacherous to walk on. It looks like so. I mean, I couldn't imagine uh, driving on it. Of course, you see mountain bikers just flying down it, and uh, I'm sure more than one has probably lost their bike over the edge <laughs> or something else. Yeah. One of the other. Um Good things to do on Perseverance Trail is to pick fiddlehead ferns in the spring. It's a, a hotbed of fiddleheads. So we, um, and then the other um, nice thing to know about Perseverance is that there are a number of different trails leading off of it. So there's a Mount Juno Trail, which is very steep, and you really need to be a well rehearsed and strong hiker in order to um, traverse that. But people also use Perseverance Trail as a way to get to the ridge lines on the mountains around Juneau, and it's a really um, beautiful way to spend the day. So tell me about some of the other uh, trails that you've enjoyed. Well, we've got the great video up on, uh, you can go to groupyoutdoors.us and uh, links to our, our both our radio site and our, our videos and some other things. But uh, we got a great video of Herbert Glacier, and that's about four-and-a-half-mile hike from uh, out the road, as they say. You get a, a road system that goes about five miles south of Juneau, Alaska, to about 40 miles north. It's probably close to the end down there, about 30 miles or so. And uh, anyway, you park the car, and you can hike out to the to Herbert Glacier, and it's about a four-and-a-half-mile hike. It's just gorgeous hike, once you, especially once you get out there into the valley, so to speak, where, uh, where you can actually see the glacier. It's a relatively flat hike, so it's it's a pretty easy hike, but it's long. Yeah, compared to a lot of the hikes around here, which uh, uh, either the root system from the trees make it difficult. Of course, everything's wet. You also many of the trails have a boardwalk system where they have actually uh, the, the trail mix and the saga crews. Uh, God bless them. Have uh, put boards or planks uh, about 12, 18 inches wide, I don't know, about 9 feet long, maybe 6, 8 feet long, and for miles we'll place these board systems for you to hike. Well, it's wet up here, they get slippery, so you have to have the right type of boots and uh, so you don't kind of slip off the edge, and, mm-hmm. and, and most of the time you're just, you know, an inch above the ground or maybe a few inches, but uh, anyway, it, it makes it difficult. So what do you see when you get to the end of the Herbert Glacier Trail? Oh man! All of a sudden, you break out, and it's uh, it's almost like a gravel bar, and uh, you're you're surrounded by mountains, and right in front of you is the glacier. Now, when we went, uh, you couldn't cross the river. Uh, very difficult. It's, I mean, it's swift. It's dangerous. And in fact, there was somebody killed just a week later out there. But uh, uh, I mean, the, the ice is just right there in front of you. And uh, oh, it was a great place. We even sat down and had a little campfire and uh, and did some uh, cooking. And anyway, it's just beautiful, breathtaking, actually. Great. So tell us, you mentioned Saga and Trail Mix. Talk a little bit about the trail resources that are available for people living or visiting Juno to learn about the trails and what kind of work they're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, there's just a tremendous amount of information available. You know, Trail Mix. Uh, incorporated, they uh, they do a tremendous amount of work here in the in the area, and their their website's JunoTrails.org. Also, the City and Borough of Juno, uh, CBJ as we call it, at Juno.org has a lot of information on uh, on the uh, the trails because many of them start right here within the within the um, town, if you will. 
There's also a great booklet, it's almost a Bible, if you will, called uh, 90 Short Walks Around Juneau by Mary Lou King, uh, the Taku Conservation Society and Trail Mix. And I tell you, we use that religiously <laughs> to plan, prepare, uh, do our hikes, and get out there. And they, it's really a great publication. It, it shows you a map where they're at, gives you the, the difficulty level, uh, gives you information, a lot of historic information, so it's really cool. Another good thing is just to Google the... Uh, the Tongass National Forest website, once you get outside of the, the uh, CBJ land, miles and miles and miles of, of national forests. And uh, Tongass National Forest is the uh, largest national forest in the United States, about 17 million acres, about 500 miles running up the coastline here. So it's all Tongass all the time. And uh, if you're hiking, you're going to be hiking there. So that's a great source of information. And then you can also go to the Forest Service Alaska region. Um, either at the Juno Ranger District or go online at uh, fs.usda.gov/fs and and find information about how to uh, buy maps and things like that. There's some great laminated maps. Uh, there's even a story about one of the laminated maps uh, saving somebody's life because they use it like a poncho. And uh, <laughs> they, they're really good. They're topographical. They they show you the area. And a lot of people will will be interested in uh, you know trying to use GPS devices here. A lot of times they don't work. You've got the mountains that cut them off. Uh, the satellites are low on the horizon, so you don't get the signal unless you're in certain spots. So even just driving out the road here, we, we lose signal. So you need to have a map. You need to have a, a stuff with you and know what you're doing. So you really need to be able to use the old-fashioned tools of a map and a compass. You betcha. I mean, land nav, as they call it in the <laughs> Army days, uh, land navigation, uh, you, need, you need to be able to, to recognize the terrain. And, uh, and, you know, as we hike through here, um, we'll see mudslide areas. We'll come upon them and, uh, and, and, or avalanche areas. So you need to be able to recognize those. And, uh, and then, of course, that brings you to safety. I mean, you've got to be safe. You know, you want to make sure that you plan and research your trip. Always let somebody know where you're going. Talk to somebody like the Juno Ranger District before you go out. Uh, find out about the status of the trail. And then, you know, check in, check out. Make sure you let somebody know where you're going and when you get back because, uh, you know, you got to be safe. And then big thing is realize you're in bear country. I mean, uh, it's, it's primarily black bears up uh, down here in southeast Alaska. This we're at over here. But uh, bears get hungry and um, got to be safe. So, you know, you need to know the rules of bear behavior. And the groups maintaining the trails really do a good job of posting signs and helping make sure that you're aware of what's going on. So make sure you pay attention to the signs and really take a look before you start. You betcha. Hey, we have a caller. Let's go ahead and go to our caller on the line. Hi, caller. You're on the air. Uh, yes. Um, I'm enjoying the show, and, and I've never got to uh, come to Juno and sure want to. But um, um, I and, and really enjoy all your pictures on your website. Do it looks so fascinating, and um, my question is: um, uh, is is um, the Juno area is that like British Columbia? There, it's it's different, isn't it? Um, is it? Would you say it's more like British Columbia than the rest of Alaska? Yeah, I mean we've we've driven through uh, BC. Um, we've lived. Uh, I've actually lived in uh, Washington State, so you get that that uh, rainforest. That comes up and around. So uh, the the uh, one side of the mountain range or the other, you're going to see uh, you're going to see uh, you know both the forests. You're going to see the rain, the mountains. Uh, everything's wet. Um, cool. A lot of the terrain and the climate is very similar. And that brings up another good point, caller. That when you're hiking in Juneau, you really always want to be prepared for rain. So make sure that you have good rain 
You have a good uh outfit, that you have good um, waterproof, either extra tufts, which a lot of people around here wear hiking or hiking boots, um, and a good rain hat because... um, you never know when it's going to rain. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, you got to be prepared. That's That brings us back to preparation. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you're going fishing, whether you're going to uh, hiking, camping, hunting. you got to be prepared. So you've got to know what you're doing. Uh, do your homework. Do your research. Let people know where you're going. Um, there's some excellent uh, camping opportunities here also. If you could name one um, trip that would involve both hiking and camping, what would you suggest our listeners look into? I would say go to uh, Tongs National Forest and look and recreation.gov and look at the Peterson Lake and Trail System. Uh, it's about a four or five mile hike out. Uh, they're actually working on the trail uh, right now to improve the first part of it, but it's fabulous. You get out there, you have a secluded area with your own lake, your own boat dock, uh, boats provided, a cabin that sleeps about six or eight folks. Uh, that has both a uh, potbelly stove, wood stove, wood provided, and a propane tank. So you can get out, and it's really great. But anyway, I would check into that. And uh, anyway, be sure to visit us at uh, groovyoutdoors.us. Until next time, stay groovy, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Groovy Outdoors, and be sure to visit us at groovyoutdoors.us.